everybody. Welcome to A Muggle's Guide to Hogwarts, where we are exploring the Harry Potter series with the ultimate muggle, someone who has never read the books, never seen the movies, and never wanted to until I asked her to very nicely for this podcast. That's Becky. It's me. Becky, Becky. <laughs> we finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Sure did. It was... It's not a long book. No. But it took us a while. Because of real life things, guys. Real life gets in the way of fun podcast things. But we finished it. We're going to talk about it. And then we're going to just talk about kind of how you feel overall about about the series. You're three books in now. I know. I'm like almost halfway. Yeah. Book-wise. Probably not like page... Number wise or time no, the books commitment. Get a lot longer. <laughs> time commitment wise. The books yeah. get a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. There's much more stuff happening in the later books. Okay. Mm. Okay, well let's talk about it. So last time we read so what well, no, so pa- over the past week mm-hmm. we read chapters 19, 20, 21, and 22. Yes. So this was a long one. And we had stopped, like chapter 18 ended. Kind of in the middle of a scene. We talked about it last time. I know that's why I like, should have revert. I should have added night. No, it's okay. But one. it, yeah, just like kind of picked up right where we left off. So chapter nineteen is called "The Servant of Lord Voldemort," mm-hmm. and that's when basically Peter Pettigrew gets revealed. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I guess Snape bursts in at the end of the last chapter. He does burst in, and we said at the end of the last chapter, I was like, "Was it?" Harry's invisibility cloak or was it another one that Snape just had lying around and he said immediately I found this laying around the whomping willow so I think we can assume it was Harry's it was Harry's yeah can I just say that that invisibility cloak is super helpful and I would use it all the time and just like bring it with me everywhere I went if I was a Hogwarts student you can't weigh that much right I'm sure (laughs) not they have bags and stuff that they carry around do they they have backpacks i don't know in the movies they don't have backpacks. i was like i don't think they do <laughs> but like find some they're they're also wizards like find somewhere to hide have it. some like inner cloak pockets just have it with you at all times yeah it does seem very useful and it's kind of like its own character in the book almost yeah yeah and i feel like they forget about it most of the time. and then, <laughs> Until it's convenient. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, yeah, it's time to break out my dad's old cloak. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, I don't know. I would take that thing with me everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so Snape bursts in, and he's like, Aha! I caught all of you at the scene of the crime. Right. <laughs> and then they all stun him. Like, they- Right. Well, that was cool. Like, Harry was like, Expelliarmus, but then he was like, and there were more voices, and it was Ron and Hermione, and that's kind of cool. They were all like, coordinated but they didn't Mm. know they were coordinated at this point in the story i don't think harry is totally convinced that that serious black isn't like an evil person okay and so snape has to snape does a little speech and he's like these guys are terrible people and Mm. lupin was helping i knew lupin was helping Sirius the entire time get into the school but snape was helping lupin by making his potions he was like I don't know. It seems like they were kind of buddies. I don't. I don't know. But okay. well, I know that Dumbledore asked Snape to make the potions for Lupin, mm-hmm. and Lupin knows that he's a werewolf, mm-hmm. 
And I think maybe it's like a begrudging respect because of because they're colleagues. Sure. But, okay. But like they don't like each other because Lupin was a part of James Potter and Sirius Black's friend group at school and they like terrorized Snape. Right. Well, the whole chapter is kind of like another big information dump chapter mm-hmm. where they're like, Peter Pettigrew was really the secret keeper. And then Harry's like, what about this? And I don't believe you. And what about this? And the kids keep on being like angry and like questioning them. And then they just have to like reveal another layer and another layer and another layer. And it's kind of just a whole chapter of them just talking. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and it's not until like the end of the chapter that he's like, oh, okay, I trust you guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess. he's like, I guess I Af- believe after, it. After Pettigrew <laughs> Turns into himself, like right. <laughs> like Scabbers the Rat that has been with Ron His for a very whole long life, time, right? pretty much. Yeah, turns into an actual person, and then they convince him that. Peter Pettigrew was the secret keeper, but then like Sirius still feels responsible for his parents' death. So this is a weird one too. Like yeah. he told Harry that he was responsible for his parents' death, like that he killed his parents essentially. Because he feels responsible because he convinced them, Harry's parents, right. to make Peter the secret keeper and Why not him. Why did he do that? Why did he make him secret keeper? Yeah. Yeah, pretty dumb move. But the book, the ex- the explanation in the book mm-hmm. is that Voldemort wouldn't suspect that a, like, I guess, like a weak kind of coward would be the secret so keeper. So that it was just, like, too obvious for serious to be the secret keeper and Voldemort would just go after I think him. that's it yeah okay sure but I'm I'm also like serious but he's not trustworthy serious why would you tell Harry that you killed his parents when you clearly didn't kill his parents you just feel responsible yeah. for their deaths that's a very different thing yeah I don't know yeah it's it's weird that they would choose to trust Peter Pettigrew who's like I mean, I guess they were friends, mm-hmm. but clearly he's a weaker wizard in mm-hmm. like many respects. Yeah. And uh, just odd. Yeah. So the the plot kind of unravels. We see behind the curtain. We see how all of these animal creatures are connected. You know, like I've been trying to figure this out for a while, like this animal theme and we have this werewolf we have this dog slash serious black we have scabbers slash peter and then also crookshanks is there and i want to talk about crookshanks Crookshanks. for a minute because i just kept on expecting crookshanks to be revealed as an animagus did i say it right yeah animagus as well and he's not (laughs) he's just a cat But I have one thing I wanted to point out about Crookshanks, which is really interesting. I mean, Crookshanks is clearly like a very smart cat, right? Like that's why they say they're like, he's highly intelligent. He knew that something was up with Scabbers from the beginning. You know, they are like, oh, that's why he was like been kind of attacking him and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Crookshanks can tell that the rat is really a person. So he's... He tries to attack him, but Crookshanks can also tell that the dog isn't, or the dog is a person, right? The big black dog, but chooses to be friends with him. Yeah. 
That's interesting to me. I guess it's more just sensing like the the good or the evil in them, whether or not they're a person or an animal. Is that what you take away from it? Yeah, it's very strange. I don't really know much about Crookshanks. I don't think I don't think much is revealed. Okay. But yeah, somehow Crookshanks the cat can determine I guess it's a magical cat, right? Is it? I'm assuming so because he knows all of these things about all these people. So maybe it was like an intuitive cat. Also, the cat stole the passwords. That's what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. it's got to be <laughs> like, like a magical not an cat, animagus, right? But I don't know. It's got to be a magical cat because, yeah, it's it's very intuitive. But like cats can't be that like it's communicating with black. Right. It's it knows from the very beginning that Scabbers is not what Scabbers is pretending to be. It knows to steal passwords to get into. Yeah, he's like, we've been working together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I don't think anything happens with Crookshanks beyond this point. Like, wow. Crookshanks is always Hermione's cat. Oh, and like, okay, he stays? Mm-hmm. Mm. And every once in a while, he gets brought up again. But I don't think he ever does anything does it again. Anything? It's yeah. just a magic or may, I'm assuming it's a magic cat that plays a minor role in this book. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's it's odd that we have these two characters that are animals mm-hmm. that Crookshanks knows are people but has completely different reactions to. Yeah. I don't know. It's I get it too. But because like, Wormtail is evil. Peter Pettigrew is mm-hmm. evil because he is a servant of Voldemort. Right. And... Yeah, I, I think Crookshanks is just intuitive in that way and knows that Peter Pettigrew is evil and knows that Sirius Black isn't evil. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the explanation. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, Sounds it's, good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I don't like Crookshanks the cat. I'm sorry to all the cat lovers out there. I do love cats, but I don't like the character for some reason. It reminds me of like an old crotchety man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, re- I don't I don't like it. Not your fave? Okay. Not my favorite. That was pretty much chapter 19. Yes. Because it's, yeah, it's just like the reveal that Peter Pettigrew is Scabbers, and then it's convincing Harry and the other kids that Sirius Black isn't evil. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And chapter 20 is called The Dementor's Kiss. Right. So they all have to go back to the castle. Right. And they like knock Snape out in some Well they way. when they all expelliarmist him at the same time, yeah. that knocked him out. Okay. And so they they're gonna bring him back up to the castle on like a magical stretcher. But I thought it was saying it was like a like he had like puppets for strings. Yeah, so it wasn't I guess like it wasn't like a weekend a at Bernie's stretcher, like yeah. Snape's just like <laughs> <laughs> has these strings attached to him. But he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> they all like walk back through the tunnel. They're going back to the school. And um, Sirius is excited because he thinks he's going to be free once they turn Peter in. Mm-hmm. But then basically all hell breaks. They're all also chained together in a weird way. Like Harry calls it like a weird six legged race or something. Because <laughs> Lupin and Ron and because Ron has a broken leg. Mm hmm. Lupin, Ron, and Peter Pettigrew are all chained together as they're walking. Don't you think they could just do magic and fit, fix Ron's leg well, right they there? Well, said, they said 
that they wouldn't be able to do it as well as Madame Pomfrey. So they were just like, we'll just do this temporary thing mm. and take you back to the hospital. Okay. But that yeah, makes sense. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how hard it is. So yeah, you're not a, a witch. I'm not yet. Not yet. Uh, so they're going, they're, they go through the tunnel. They come up near the Whomping Willow, right? Because then they're outside again. Yeah. And then the clouds move. And then they're like, I forgot it was a full moon. Oh, no. <laughs> the one night I can't be out here. And Fucking I forgot to take Lupin, my potion. Lupin didn't track that shit. Yeah, I feel the like that would be. supposed to do. I feel like that would be kind of top of mind if I was a werewolf. I feel like several people that were in that scene in the Shrieking Shack should know it's a full moon. Like, yeah. Lupin especially should know. And she'd be like, oh, I can't be outside tonight. Yeah, he should know. He should know, like, he should map them all out on a calendar and just have the calendar and look at it every day. Set an alarm. I'm sure there's a spell (laughs) for setting an alarm. (laughs) You should probably know when it's going to be a full moon. And also, like, Hermione would probably know she's Mm. a fucking genius. Yeah. And she already figured out that he's a werewolf. So if I had a teacher werewolf, I would probably be tracking the full moons. And I don't know. Anybody else? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like in Harry Potter especially, like, astronomy is important and maybe astrology. I don't think there's astrology classes, but <laughs> there's, you know, it's important to, I think, certain types of magic to know about that stuff. So weird that he forgot. And, uh, yeah, so he, he transforms into a werewolf. And all hell yes. breaks loose. It's crazy. Yes. One other thing that's revealed that is really sweet and special that got me a little emotional was that Sirius Black is actually Harry's godfather and that he offers to let him come live with him instead of living with the Dursleys. Yeah, isn't that really nice? Oh my gosh, that made me so happy. The last ray of hope for Harry before it's all dashed. I never want him to go back. I know. He's going to. Yeah. Oh, don't I'm ruin sorry. it for you me. You already finished the book. But so, anyway. <laughs> so Lupin starts turning into a werewolf. Yeah. But he's chained to Ron and Peter. Mm-hmm. But Sirius is like, everybody run. And Harry's like, but my friend Sirius is like, I got it. <laughs> and attacks Lupin, turns into a dog and attacks the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And they get into a big fight. Yep. And the chains break somehow. Somehow. And Peter Pettigrew scurries off. He like transforms into a rat and runs away. Yeah. Which, I mean, smart move. Yeah. That's good. But what happens to Ron? Ron gets knocked out by a charm. I think Peter Pettigrew steals his wand or steals someone's wand. And then he... He knocks Ron out. So Ron is unconscious or right, stunned. Because it's just Harry and Hermione that mm-hmm. really like run off. Yeah. And then the Dementors come. Yeah. So they go into the Forbidden Forest. Okay. Like, because Sirius Black fights the werewolf. The werewolf runs away and Sirius Black follows the werewolf. And I think Black gets injured by the werewolf. I, I thought they went into the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. They go into the Forbidden Forest. But Harry and Hermione, I thought, go by the lake. It, there's, I think it's a section of the Forbidden Forest that's like next to the lake or something. 
because okay. they go in there and does Hermione go with Harry? Because Harry follows. Does Hermione go with Harry? Oh, yeah. Harry and Hermione. Yeah, I don't think go they go into the Forbidden Forest. They're just on the lake shore. You're right. You're right. Harry and Hermione run to the lake. Yeah. And then the Dementors come around them right. and they so see them across the lake. They see, yeah. So they see all of the Dementors, like 100 Dementors. Yeah. So the Dementors are just coming around. Like, it's kind of unclear whether they're coming around serious black or whether they're coming around Harry because they're all together now. So the Dementors are coming around. I guess you could assume they're like, they're there to take Sirius back to Azkaban, right? They're looking for Sirius Black. Yeah. But Harry and Hermione are both trying to do Patronus charms. Yeah. And, and it's not working. And it's not working. And Harry has his happy thought of living with his godfather and it's not working. And then Harry starts to fall unconscious and he right. sees like a bright light come that scatters all the Dementors at the last minute. Yeah, but he's getting like sucked down into like that depression again, mm-hmm. that like terrible feeling. But and I then, think they're they're going, I don't know, I feel like the Dementors are going after Harry at some point. They're like going after both Harry okay. and Sirius, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, right, then he kind of starts to go unconscious. Yeah, you're right. And then this big silver thing happens and causes the dementors to like scatter mm-hmm. and this is and the, then he passes out this is the important part though is he sees like the silver thing is in the shape of an animal yeah and he sees it come across the lake go, go across the lake and then go back across the lake yeah. to somebody standing there like yep. a, a person standing yeah. there yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he falls unconscious yes and that was the chapter that was a pretty short chapter yeah that was pretty that was pretty good action-packed yeah. i would say Chapter chapter 21, mm-hmm. it's called Hermione's Secret. Mm-hmm. This is what you've been waiting for the whole time. Yes, it is. So they're in the hospital wing when Harry regains consciousness, right? Yeah. they Yeah, basically the story like then starts in the hospital wing. Ron's there because he's been stunned and knocked unconscious. Everyone else is there and Harry's there and he's waking up. How come Ron never gets to take part in the... Final end game. I forget why he's injured. Maybe he's still his leg is broken. Oh, his leg's broken. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Although I feel like Madame Pomfrey can just wave her wand and fix his leg in seconds. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then the big reveal happens about Hermione. Yes, Dumbledore comes in, Mm -hmm. and there's some like quick, confusing wink, wink, nod, nod comments made. Between Hermione and Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all just kind of like, um, what? But he doesn't really explain what? anything. <laughs> and then it all gets revealed. And I have to say that my whole Galaxy Quest prediction thing mm-hmm. was not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't, actually. It really, it really is not that far off. I... I predicted that things would go very wrong and that then they would get to travel back in time and get to relive the day or part of the day to fix everything. It did happen slightly differently than I thought, though, because, okay, so Hermione's like, I have this this thing, this necklace. It's, called, it, it's called a time turner. A time turner. Dumbledore said, like, 
three turns should do it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's like a turn per hour that you want to go back in time. So it's also, this is one weird thing that I had a question about. It's midnight. It's like a couple minutes to midnight when they start this. Like Dumbledore says like, oh, three minutes to midnight or something Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. And they go back three hours and it's before Buckbeak's thing. Like it's before sunset. So if it's three hours to midnight, then it's nine o'clock. That seems really late for sunset And if for it's me. three minutes before nine, then it's 8.57. That was some good math, Thank babe. you. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. That seems When's really late. I don't know. Maybe England is more northern. Maybe, And it is summer. Maybe the sunset's really late there. But to me, I was like, I feel like they would have had to go back like six hours for this timeline to make sense. But... I'm sure, I'm sure it's right. (laughs) I I think, yeah. I mean, one of the questions is why don't they just go back like way more and then they can change things easier or something. But I guess there's, that increases the risk that you're going to be seen by yourself Mm -hmm. or cause some kind of weird problem like that. Yeah. So anyway, that confused me a little bit because I was like, wait a second, they're only going back three hours, but it's well before sunset. Anyway, the thing I didn't think about, so so I thought that they were going to be able to just relive the last few hours with the knowledge that they have, but Mm-mm. that's not the case. No. They're like going back and watching themselves, which is kind of kind of crazy, kind of cool. Yep. But they have to like hide from themselves, mm-hmm. but they know where they're going, so it, they can avoid themselves. They should be able to, yeah. Yeah, they should be able to. Um, so they so they go back three hours to about sunset mm-hmm. when they're going to kill Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. And this is why they had to wait till sunset to kill Buckbeak. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so they go down to Hagrid's hut and they like see the events unfold when mm-hmm. they go in and then it's followed by McNair and by Cornelius Fudge mm-hmm. and then Dumbledore. And and then they untie Buckbeak. Yes. So you you were like Buckbeak can't die. They have to say Buckbeak. Duh. So yeah. So they end up untying Buckbeak and taking Buckbeak like in away, like into the forest, I mm-hmm. guess. And then in the original timeline, the kids were walking back up to the castle and they heard the axe come down. And so it was like. Right, but they still heard the same sound. It said that the executioner threw the axe at the fence in frustration. Yes. Yeah. So did they even change anything? They don't know. They didn't see what happened before. Well, I think this form of time travel is nothing really changes. Whatever happened happened. Yeah. Yeah. You except can't change for, it. <laughs> except for what? Yeah, actually nothing nothing changes because we don't know what happens to Sirius yet in the original timeline. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's a bigger conversation. So it's kind of like <laughs> What they're doing with their time travel, I guess, is helpful because does Dumbledore, before they say, does Dumbledore say that they can save Buckbeak as well? Yeah, he's like, if you play your cards right, you can save two, two lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. So. But he that just kind of means that he knows. Yeah, Dumbledore's like a really smart wizard. He's been right. around a long time. But that kind of means it's it already wise. happened. What, Buckbeak being yeah. killed? Yeah, no being 
being alive. Yeah. Anyway, I think this form of time travel is, yes, like you said, everything that you do already happened, so it doesn't really change anything, but you had to go back and do it so that it happened. It's like it's like the movie Deja Vu, <laughs> Deja Vu where everything that you're trying to do to save something actually just caused the original timeline. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And they actually don't do a whole lot when they <laughs> go back in time. I was time. like, this is what you're going to do with this <laughs> they, crazy magical they save, power? They save Buckbeak. They just kind of follow themselves around. Yeah. They're like, let's just watch. They save Buckbeak <laughs> and then they basically just kind of hide and watch. And yeah. they they watch themselves go into the Whomping Willow. Right, but they don't follow there. They're just like, now we just have to wait like two hours until yeah. we come back they, out. They just stand there and wait. <laughs> I hope they brought snacks or something. <laughs> they literally just hang out uh-huh. for a, a while mm-hmm. until they come back out. And then they're not really sure what to do, I don't think. They're mm-hmm. like... Okay, now they're now we see the werewolf transformation. We see Black chasing the werewolf down by the lake. Oh, right, but then they were like, "Oh, the werewolf is running directly at us mm. in this new timeline." Mm-hmm. Right? They had to run because so that is in the original timeline. That's why the werewolf ran into the forbidden forest, presumably to to go eat those children that he saw. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so they run off. Harry runs across the lake because he starts to think he's thinking about this figure, this shadowy figure he saw um, across the lake with the silver animal that he originally described like a unicorn. And he's like, oh, it looked so familiar. Like, it looks like these photos of my dad that I've seen. And he like can't help himself. He's like, I have to go see. Like, I know this is crazy, but I have to go see who this was over across the lake. Yep. And then, so then it's like, okay, I see, <laughs> I see what's happening. <laughs> so he goes across the lake and he's like hiding in a bush or something. And he's like waiting and he's waiting and Hermione's not with him anymore. I think she went a different way. He's waiting and he's waiting and he's seeing the Dementors and he's seeing himself and Sirius Black and Hermione in the original timeline. And he's like, where is this guy? When's this guy going to show up to send the Patronus? And it takes him a really long time to figure out that it's him. (laughs) That he's the guy across the lake that has to make the Patronus spell. Yep. And he's like, oh, great. And then he does it and he says later he's like because i had done it i knew i could do it which is kind of just an interesting theory that was like his happy thought was that he know he knew he could do it Mm -hmm. i guess he was like instilled with the confidence and the happiness that he knew he would be saving himself and serious in that moment right because he had that realization that it was him because it had already happened yeah yeah so he sent the patronus to save himself. And serious. And serious. Do you know what it was? What form it took? Yes. It was a stag. It was a stag. Which is like a deer. Yes. With antlers. Yes. Which are prongs. Yes. It wasn't a hippogriff. It wasn't a hippogriff. <laughs> <laughs> so something cool about Patronuses. So mm-hmm. that was a Patronus charm. Something cool about Patronuses in Harry Potter is that 
when you're advanced enough in making a Patronus, they take on some shape, some animal form, mm-hmm. which is different from Animagus. They take on your own kind of personal animal form that I guess encompasses some characteristics or traits of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so later in the series, Patronuses come up more and they're used more. And we get to see what all different people's Patronuses look like. Mm, So I wanted to do a quiz about what your Patronus would be. But I think we should wait for when we read some of those later books and that comes up more. I think it's too early to do that. But so we're going to do that later. Okay. But Harry's Patronus is is not the same as his dad's Patronus. It's the same as his dad's Animagus. Yes. Or his dad's alter... Yeah. animal creature yeah. his dad turned into a stag yeah, it's a little confusing his but da- his dad he didn't know though which is no a, he didn't know yeah his dad turned into a stag and he's his patronus was took the form of a stag yeah okay so that's pretty cool and then it's over then well, they're they're back they go back to the hospital yeah wing. the next chapter is them running back to the hospital and mm-hmm. trying to get there. They have to slip in at just the right time mm-hmm. so it looks like they were never there mm-hmm. or never gone i mean Buckbeak. Oh, they take Buckbeak up to to get Sirius Black. Oh, right. That's they, the other. That's the other <laughs> thing. They they <laughs> go and get say, Sirius yeah. Black. He's up in a tower. They have Buckbeak somehow. Maybe Hermione goes to get Buckbeak. I don't know. And they have to like ride him up to the tower. They get Sirius Black. They have to get back to the hospital wing, and Sirius Black has to fly off with Buckbeak and pretty much go into hiding because yeah, everyone thinks he. Is it still a bad person? Because Peeves, or it's not Peeves. Peeves? <laughs> <laughs> because Pettigrew escaped. So Peter Pettigrew yes. escaped. So he has no like out. He has no alibi. He can't prove and, anything. Yeah. Peter, yeah. And so, he's just going to be a rat somewhere. Yeah. So Sirius <sighs> Black has to escape on Buckbeak and go into hiding. Mm. And so Harry can't go live with his godfather. Well, he could maybe like in, in secret. In secret. Yeah. Maybe. Secret message. Maybe. I feel like they could figure it out. Maybe. No Voldemort, though. Yeah, Voldemort doesn't show up in this book. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? You thought the whole time Voldemort was going to come up based on the previous two books. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess Pettigrew's like the servant of Lord Voldemort, but it's not the same as the last two times when Voldemort's been like embodied by some other person or object no Voldemort wow wow, no wow. Voldemort. and then Lupin quits yeah because I would too if I had almost killed some kids he's like yeah I'm a werewolf I don't think anyone's gonna want me to be a teacher anymore and uh and he gives Harry hit the Mar- Marauder's map back and he gives him his invisibility cloak and then he mm-hmm. leaves and uh that's essentially the end of the book except one other thing happens is like at the end they uh, they take the train back mm-hmm. and Ron's like, the Quidditch World Cup is next, is mm-hmm. this summer. Oh. You're, we're going to go and watch it together. Does that hap- Does that come into play in the next book? Yeah, that's in the next book. Oh, cool. That's in the next book. I think that's pretty much it. Well, and then very last kind of like tie-in to complete the book is that Harry gets a letter from Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. A permission slip to go to Hogsmeade whenever he wants. Right. And he reveals that he bought the Firebolt. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. With all of that 
money that he saved while he was in Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> He's rich, too. Everyone's rich in this book, except for Ron. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, and then Ron gets an owl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Sirius sends Harry a letter from an owl, and Harry gets the letter, and Ron gets to keep the owl. And everybody is happy. Everything works out Yay. in the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the book. That's it. Wow. That was nice. What'd you think? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I was it was it. it better than the first two? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot of people really like this book. Yeah. And and I agree. I think it really kicks off the actual plot because now there mm-hmm. are some moving pieces behind the scenes. We knew that we know that Peter's out there. We mm-hmm. know a little bit about Harry's past and his father and that group. Yeah. And it actually hints at a little bit deeper stuff yes. than the first two books. It did. definitely feels deeper than the other books yeah Mm -hmm. the books continue and they actually start to follow a very clear plot line all the way through okay yeah are you more on board now with the harry potter series than you were after the first two yes definitely so you like do you want to read the next book and see what happens i do okay yeah oh my goodness (laughs) so this is what we might do we're probably going to watch the movie at some point and yes. when we do I heard the movie is very fun. Yeah, the movie is a new director. Okay. So it's a totally different feel. Entirely mm. different feel. Mm-hmm. And also Dumbledore dies. Well No, the, oh, the actor sorry, that, I was like, wait. The a actor second. that plays Dumbledore dies. <laughs> and so they get a, a new Dumbledore. But people don't like him as much as Dumbledore, right? Well, I'm you have to watch it and kind of make okay. your own I will make my own make judgment. Your own conclusions. I also I saw something really funny um about the early movies like on instagram or something i saw an interview with hermione uh emma watson emma watson and they were showing her clips from the first couple movies and apparently she had this like really bad habit of mouthing other people's lines while they were talking. Have you ever noticed this? No, but that's pretty funny. She was like so into it and she kind of like was a Hermione and knew everyone else's lines. So they showed like Harry's talking and she's like, like just like (laughs) mouthing his lines, even though she's really in frame too. So it's kind of weird. And then like Ron's talking and she's mouthing his lines (laughs) and she was like so embarrassed. She was like, I know I kept on like ruining takes and Chris would be like, Emma, you're doing it again. (laughs) I had no idea. That's hilarious. I guess that was like a thing and they maybe like edited around it or didn't use those takes, but I think there's still some evidence of it. So I feel like I'm going to be looking for that now (laughs) because that's really funny. I bet that was pretty early on. That probably stops in the later movies. Probably, yeah. Yeah, people love the third movie. We'll talk about that when we watch it. We'll talk about it when we watch the movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you guys so much for coming on this little journey with us. It's been really fun to read the books and talk about them and introduce Becky to the series. 
we are definitely going to take a little break. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up in our real lives, including our wedding. We're getting married. Yeah. And actually, this is kind of interesting because we don't really talk about it on this podcast because it's not really part of it. But in the very first episode, I think I said, like, should we mention that we're dating or something like that? And you were like, sure. Yeah, we're dating. It's fine. And what's funny about that is when we recorded that episode, we were dating. But by the time it came out, we were engaged. <laughs> like it happened like two weeks after we recorded yeah. the first um, episode, but it like felt weird to like bring it up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about it at all. I don't think we really have either. Um, I did want to ask you something though, kind of in, in relation to that. Okay. Uh, that I haven't asked you. So asking I'll, you for the first time. I, I will marry you. On the podcast. I'll do it. So we're getting married in a couple of months. And, you know, now that Harry Potter is kind of like a part of our lives and like something that we talk about, something we do together, um, do you want any kind of like nod to that at our wedding? Like what? Well, I don't know, because we have kind of like some books and like Can you- literary theme, but... I know you personally know Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Can you can you invite him? Can you get him to show up? You want him to officiate? Yeah. He probably would if he was like in town. I know Becky from that movie that we worked on for eleven days together. It and was more than eleven. <laughs> was it eighteen days? Yeah. It was, it was not that long. We did film that movie very quickly. Sure. Um, I'll fly out. Yeah. Just I'll have to tell him it's uh. It's Ducky because he thought my name was Ducky for the yeah, first okay, like yeah. week. <laughs> he was like, oh, Becky, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think we should have a nod to like Harry some Potter. Some nod. Not, not a, we're not having a Harry Potter themed wedding. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, <laughs> sorry, not our, sorry. Also, our wedding's on Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah. May, <laughs> May the 4th. But, the 4th but it's not theme, Star Wars but themed. But it's also not Star Wars themed. <laughs> And it's also not going to be Harry Potter themed, but we we can figure out some little yeah. thing. Yeah, we'll definitely figure something out. Okay, and, and then we'll post it. a picture of whatever it yeah. is that we yeah, figure out. Yeah, that'd be out. a lot of fun. Okay, cool. That's cool. It? Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, just follow us on Instagram or Twitter or just check out our website and uh, we'll let you guys know when we're coming back. So stay tuned. This has been fun. This has been so much fun. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.